You're checking out the Poor Life Podcast. Hosted by none other than Nuance. Episode 5, man. This thing five, moving five, along five, five. pretty smoothly, pretty swiftly. Yeah, man. We got a pretty good episode for you guys. Currently, it's raining outside, so... Fierce. And there's also a bullfrog right by the window, Fierce. right where we are. So if you hear a little bit of ribbit, ribbit, just know... Ribbit, ribbit. That's what's going on. One, two, three, four. Also, uh, Cavaliers have on suit shorts, so... Um, Everybody back at home, this, alright, so listen, this is not a Cleveland thing, this is not how we dress, we are regular folk, we dress like regular people, but I cannot explain, nor do I condone the, the disrespect to the kneecaps and shins, this man had extra shea butter on. Yeah, knees glistening. Knees just glistening. <laughs> Come on, like Brian. The shave the legs. <laughs> you gotta win if you choose to wear something like Jordan that. Jordan Clarkson got on a denim suit. Jordan Clarkson better have at least 10 points <laughs> he got the, steel. He got, the, he got the thread still showing. <laughs> and bro, I was like, hey man, come here, get, give me your pants, man. <laughs> they cut those on the jet on the way over here, man. I'm trying to Oh tell my gosh, like wow. Why? Did you see the picture of everybody else like on the bus just L- looking straight LeBron, face? Except LeBron. And LeBron <laughs> is smiling. LeBron smiling like, ah, what are we losing? These guys, <laughs> man, you gotta play Golden State, man. Bro. I got calves though, man. I want LeBron to pull this out. I'm honestly, like, I might not watch the finals simply because I'm from Cleveland. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to watch. For those of y'all that's just uh, tuning in, man, once again, it's Paul Light Podcast, starting it off right. Um, we're gonna talk about the current event. Drake. Pusha, yuck. If we could play these lyrics, we would, but it's- Yuck. yuck. How you say Yuck. Check this out, yuck. man. Before yes. we do that, though, you got any That's- questions? For real, you got any questions? Put them in the comment section. We're going to do a Q&A. Uh, we told you guys we want to follow up every episode with a Q&A. So Q&A. if you have any questions, you're watching the live feed, put them, please put them in the comments. If not, um, when you after you watch this, you can hit us up on IG, Facebook, all that good stuff. Any questions you have about poetry, the industry, nuance, Poor life, etc. Now, Drake versus Push T. <laughs> I think Push T's up 2-1. And it's been hot going on so far, man. I got Pusha T up 2-1, infrared, and the story of Adon Ad how you say it? Adidon? Adon? Adidon? Yeah. Adidon. Yeah, how do you feel about this whole thing, man? I feel like it had to happen. Really? I was watching Joe Budden's podcast and he was saying something yeah. along the lines of um it was gonna take somebody to mention like women mm-hmm. for Drake to lose. Okay. Something along those lines. Like it basically he he was gonna to have to push some buttons yeah. with the women in his life or something. I was like, but that was I ain't this beef feel like circa J J uh Jay Z, Nas. Ja Rule 50. Sure, if Drake come back with something personal, then it's gonna be real, uh, Drake gonna have real to, spicy. Drake gonna have to come back with like childhood facts on Pusha Right, and put like a photo like, for the cover art or something like, some, yeah. In order for Drake to win, he gotta go to Virginia and dig up some things in, in Pusha T's childhood. 
I'm just saying, he gonna have to have a like one on one conversation with everybody that know him. And just say, look, man, I need the dirt because this man has destroyed my life. Yeah, this man pretty much threw out some information that could, uh, yeah, mess up reputation. What are we talking about? Like, 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 you have a. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, the it's, memes. It's, 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 like, it's y'all know that the internet is undefeated by now. So, as soon as that, that rebuttal dropped from Pusha T, they wasted no time. It was no time wasted. A man said uh, he got a one to one only because Pusha got personal. But what? Drake gonna have to come back with a discovery of Pusha having some kind of a uh, situation going on. <laughs> You know, hey, that's real. <laughs> a little spicy. Oh man, um, Pushy definitely got personal, and I think again it does remind you of like Drake and Nas when they got personal with each other. Fifty Cent Jar when they got personal with each other. Um, only reason why I got two one is because I don't want to discredit the fact that uh, the re- most recent diss track that came out was like icing on the cake of whatever infrared was was baking. Whatever infrared was, this new one was ice on the cake. How do you go from, okay, we'll, I'm going to give you a little light jab for you all, bop, bop, okay, got infrared. Beep, bop, bop. You know what I mean? Scoop, did it. Your lyrics did it. Your hooks did it. Next thing you know, you're coming through with the, show them who you chose as your Beyonce. You know, like, let's open the door. Like, yeah. But Drake did it to himself. He put his, he put his fiance in the, um, in the song. I'm let her ring out on you like Virginia Williams. Yeah, that's his wife. That's not oh, that's his, his wife now. That's his wife. Oh, see, see. That's a whole wife, brother. You don't see that red flag on the plate. All right, don't yeah, throw somebody's wife yeah, in the ring. Bring, bring wives into it. That, that's what he wives and kids. So it's kind of like at that point. All right, well, okay, we just gonna make it happen. Then. You gonna push the petty button? I'm gonna. I'm interested to see how high this goes, man. By the way, I'm interested to see if Drake comes back. He's gonna wait till the album comes out. Is he gonna do a Father's Day rollout now for, for a baby boy? I don't know, man. Um, but it's just, you know, the evolution of this thing is just getting interesting. Speaking of the evolution, reminds us of our topic of the night, right? Yeah, man. Okay, what's going on with that? Topic what's that of the night. About, man? I'm excited about it, man, because we're gonna get a little more educational with y'all today. Topic of the night is the different stages of a poor that we're gonna break it down into like the human stages. Okay. From your, your pre-birth to your infant stage to your adolescent on the way all the way up to your adult stage. And this so, is the evolution of a poet or the timeline of a poet or something like that? Yeah, timeline of a poet, evolution of a poet, how you matriculate through time. Okay. Through your art. Bet. Right? Let's get it. Let's get it. So pre-birth, I had three points, right? Mm-hmm. There's three on average points for each stage, but the top three I chose for pre-birth was mm-hmm. first your thoughts. Thoughts are, you know, when you're young and you, you just, you don't have really uh, anybody maybe to talk to or you're dealing with whatever, mm-hmm. you have a lot of thoughts. And for those who are artistic, who are artistic, excuse me, they write down those thoughts, right. which brings me to the second point, which is a journal of your poems. And when you're young, you write about whatever, whatever crosses your mind, whatever you know you might you might want to rhyme to or something. You put it to paper. Pretty cool, right? Pretty simple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very young in it, and then you're unsure of this stage of, you know, 
Am I a poet? Do I want to be a poet? Do I even like poetry? Is this just a journal? You know what I'm saying? That, that sounds like I felt like Moesha. <laughs> Dear diary type feel. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's the first stage of establishing who you are in this poetry road that you're on. So you got your thoughts, you transfer your thoughts into journals of poems, and then you have that, you're still in that stage of where you're, you're questioning some things like, uh, what is this poetry thing? Am I good at it? Can I, can I see myself building my confidence in mm -hmm. this to really want to, you know, make this my thing? Because yeah. everybody has a thing, right? But is poetry my thing? Was poetry your thing, J-Rod D, when you was just a kid in that classroom, blown in math class? Was it your thing yet, or was it just something that you just dibbled out there? It was just something that I, that I felt like I just needed to use as a release instead of like getting upset and, you know, resorting to other means of expression that may be negative or harmful to myself and others. Um, I found that when I started writing, it made it a lot easier to deal with certain things. Mm. Um, when I was younger, I uh, was in church, back at church one day, and my cousin said, hey, Jock, we're going to freestyle real quick. Go ahead and freestyle. Yeah. And I was a young dude. I said, I get the education for the whole nation. Now I'm free. So be like me. And I was a young dude, so people didn't expect that. I mean, so everyone was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but flash forward and fast forward into when I first started writing officially. Um, yeah, again, it was just a means of expression so that I wouldn't be doing a whole bunch of other stuff, man. Um, I think, like, in the beginning stage, it's kind of like make or break because you can start off thinking that, hey, this is for me, this is my thing, and then you get that one boo. And if you aren't oh, really man. rock solid in your foundation that this is for you, then you could pretty much throw the book away. You can, know what can, I mean? we, can we dabble in the booze real quick, okay, man, what? what those mean? Like, what when you, got, when you first got booed or... The equivalent to a boo, or for people who don't know what that is, is boo. Get off the stage. Or I'm glad I never got booed. Bro, I didn't get booed, but it was boo. plenty of quiet crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, quiet that's crowd, the equivalent quiet to Quiet crowd. Oh man. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. You trying to figure out whether the crowd is too bougie or are you just not that thorough yet, young blood. Mm. I think for real, for real, man, when, when it comes to that, honestly, uh, in the beginning stage, um, if you don't know any better, you can take that the wrong way. Because again, realistically, you're in the beginning stage. Mm -hmm. So when you come out, um, it's not going to be as, as real as you would like it to be. Like, I mean, uh. <laughs> I mean not, it's not the same for everybody. Now, when I performed my first poem in front of a crowd uh the reception was 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 outstanding enough to keep me going keep me that same energy going gotcha now but but i had other events i went to where i gave my whole heart and everything on the stage and it was a quick little <laughs> next we have coming sense. up to the stage oh jimmy got soul you know it's like somebody <laughs> else comes up like but and and that was and that was a, again another pivotal moment because I could have went to the drawing board and said, man, dang, man, it, it didn't it didn't go like I expected to go. Like, do like what do I do? Is this for me? I think honestly, I think in the beginning you you ask that question a lot to yourself. Mm, yeah. Is this really for me? Is it really for me? Because 
you may have the idea, like, you know, I want to be a poet and I want to go travel the world and do poetry or I want to go to different shows and rock the mic and bring the house down and I want to do this and do that with my art. And then you, meet, you read that first, that first roadblock. Yeah. And now you're sitting there questioning everything that you actually put into this whole thought process. I dig that. Like that quiet crowd will really have you evaluating <laughs> everything. Like everything. What am I doing here? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Do I like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I want to do this? Because mm-hmm. you know, like when you're young, yeah. it's easy to quit something when you really don't have as much passion yeah, yeah, yeah. in the very beginning. You know, yeah. like, you know what, man? It's like playing video games. Mm-hmm. To this day, I don't like video games because mm-hmm. I lose every time. Not even Madden? Even Madden. And I, like, I love football, but it's like video games and me just don't click. So I play it just, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, enjoy the fellowship of yeah. my brothers, but I'm not the brother that will just automatically be like, yo, y'all trying to hop on the sticks? Yeah. No. Because I used to get mad. Yeah. I'm a sore loser. So when it came to poetry, you get that quiet crowd, you that sympathy clap, that... Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. That Easter clap. Oh, my baby's Right. Right. Only person I tell you that went good was like family or something. Oh man, what? Hey, that was good, man. And you they know? don't even remember what you said. They was just yeah. supporting. Yeah, I remember. Was, I remember one show I went to, and um, this is probably like in the early stages. And uh, I performed. I, I did a whole piece I had written. I worked on this piece for like a week trying to memorize it. Yeah. And when I finished, um. You know, you know, I did my thing. Smiles went, and after the event, you you know how you wait around just to see, yeah. If, you know, everybody you've seen everybody. I waited around to see if people gonna come and say, "Hey, good job, hey," because I was looking for that validation. Because again, you know, you question yourself a little bit. Everybody may not experience that, but I know I experienced that for myself because I was still dealing with certain things as far as like, is my delivery right? Right. Is is the content good? You know, is it gonna be accepted or should I say it this way? So there's a lot of things you think about. And so I wait around and see, you know, you know, you wait around like, looking around like, okay. You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody saying that. It's your man's and everybody. You're like, oh, I bet. And okay. And songs start to play. All right. Cool. Seems like I was So I went through endless journals, bro. Yo. I went through endless journals, honestly. I think for real, for real, it's, it's all right. So, so this is how it normally went for me. I would have a, a journal of poems. Somehow I would lose that journal. I don't know if I was throwing it away or if I was moving from school back home <clears throat> yeah. and it just got lost in translation. I would lose a journal. Mm. Start a whole new journal. Somehow lose that one. Get a phone. Poems all on my phone. The phone breaks. Start over in a new phone. Transfer information because I get because upgrades coming and then it, it, so I I just think that's <clears throat> that's just unfortunate because I had the same thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a couple composition notebooks. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite to write. In. Yeah, you know, just writing on the bus, writing you know what I'm saying between classes, mm-hmm. writing during class. Like, yeah. Lost that. Like yeah, yeah. I, I had so I had some fire poems. That's what I'm saying. You got, you got some fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some fire rules, babe. Hey, moment of silence for the couple of books we lost. 
right, man. So moving on to the next stage, man. You got the infant stage. Okay, what's this about? Infant stage, you graduate from those journals of poems and little writings that you got. Now you're making short poems. Okay. Okay. Now you're attending poetry mm-hmm. events, and then you're, you're watching and you're studying other poets mm-hmm. to kind of help strengthen you and find mm-hmm. what it is that you're trying to do with your skill. Yeah. So in that infant stage, like my short poems were very broad. They had different okay. topics. I write about, you know, um, I'm mad that I can't ride the bus alone because I'd be the first one home and I had to wait on the stoop and wait for my mom and them. Mm-hmm. It didn't even rhyme. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just wrote what I felt. Yeah. Whatever the topic of discussion was for me at that moment. But it would just be like four, five sentences. Mm-hmm. And then it went from like that to I would go to like my sister's talent shows, like cause she sings. Yeah, yeah. Her high school talent shows, and then they had uh, like the the art section and where people dance, sing, do poems, and all that stuff. And there was one cat, man, Basha Jones, was like he was like vicious at the time. Yeah, okay. I never, I never seen like Shout slam poetry. Jones. I never seen people on stage perform poetry. I always like I watched it on TV, but I never yeah. seen it in person. Man, can you do you remember the first time you seen somebody like spit a poem in person and that what that feeling was? Whew. I get chills just now, man. It was like So wow. the first person you actually seen was Basha Jones? Yeah, man. Yeah. In person. Okay. Like I was I was like maybe six or seven. Mm. That dog, hey, he was vicious. He yeah, had everybody stunned. Like to be able to be a young kid. And have everybody from all ages, you know what I'm saying, backgrounds and all that. I mean, I'm talking about the auditorium was full. Mm-hmm. Glued to them. Like, word for word. Feeling it. Yeah. Feedback there. Mm, you know how they get a woo. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. All that. That's powerful to me, man. That is, man. That, man, I was glued. I wish, like, if we had video uh, phones and all that stuff back in the day, I would have been just like this. Right. And have been why I'd have took that joker back home and studied it and like stripped it down and word for word just understood, like, man, how do I get that nice? Would you agree that um as you transition from the beginning to the infant stage, that's what we are at the infant stage, right? Yep, yep. You agree that your passion and your foundation has your passion has become stronger, and your foundation more solid. That allows you to move on to the next stage. Yeah, man, it's like you you adding like mortar to your foundation uh-huh. it's like okay i tried to do this with straw mm-hmm. it's like the three little bears mm-hmm. i tried to do this with straw didn't work now i'm getting a little stronger in my foundation yeah, yeah. i got some information i got some tools mm-hmm. i got some i got some following like the some yeah, people yeah. i could follow and watch yeah man when you what age were you when you actually okay when you say you saw barshay jones that's a, a critical point how old were you I was like seven, eight years old. Seven, eight years old? Okay. Okay. Um, had to be. And so you knew, you knew back then that you wanted to do poetry? Nah, I think at that moment, for me, it was mm-hmm. like, I want to do that because I didn't talk. Okay. Like, I was, I was a quiet kid, man. Mm-hmm. I tried to be funny, wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Tried to be cool, wasn't cool. You know, I just didn't fit in. So mm-hmm. poetry to me was my friend. 
Right. It was like the first one that I can be honest with, uh-huh. that I can be myself around, like flawless and everything. And I, I played sports, but I sucked at sports when I was a kid. Mm. It was, what well, dog, it was terrible. I was not, not a natural phenom like J. Rod or the LeBron James or the, you know, the Randall Hills or anybody like that. Like, I'm not natural. You know, it took practice. Practice? It took practice. Not a game. <laughs> practice, man. But yeah, man, that was like that first moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Okay. I think this fits me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Little G back in the day just trying to write. I know um, when the first person, so I seen poets at my church um, growing up. Okay. And I seen, in high school, I used to watch that poetry jam videos on, in, in a computer graphics class. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, that's And in business, uh, business association class and um, accounting class, we had the computer labs. So I'd be watching that poetry jam, Black Ice, Jihan, Saul, Saul Williams, guys like that. Um, Gemini Order, man. I know, I know when I actually started performing, I was like 19. Uh, so the first person that I seen that actually like solidified some things for myself was Messiah. I seen okay. Messiah Ramkasun and I was like, man, this dude right here is thorough, man. Thorough, right? Like, like in everything, like brick for brick, everything was like stacked up perfectly. The presentation flawless, delivery flawless, like, and, 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 and he had this presence about him that's kind of like you actually sit there and you're focused on the movement of his hands, the gestures, the, the, the vocal inflection, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like, it reminds me of Rakim. Okay. If, if for guys who listen to Rakim, it reminds me of Rakim. For the, like, for the people younger, in the younger generation, Rakim was one of the dopest MCs known to mankind. Uh, please Google that man. It will help you explain, or it will help explain how far hip hop has come, <laughs> and where it kind of like. Never mind. We know, we, it reminded me of him because like the the bars were so it was it was it was so it was so. I just had the word right here in my head. My bad. It was so. Golly, uh, I'm gonna use another one. The the, the Thor's synonym style. The, 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 I guess I lost my train of thought, man. Basically, uh, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> it reminded me of Rakim because of delivery and it, it was so solid. And, you know, when Rakim flows, it's like, it's, it's slow, it's steady, it's, it's, it's not rushed, it's, it's, it's patient, it's timed, it's calculated, and yeah. the same thing with Masai. Yeah. So when I seen that, that was like, okay, bet. I can keep on going because one day, if I practice hard enough, I can be like that. And that was my inspiration for a long time. And when he was in the city, I'll make sure I went to see every show of his that I could possibly make. If I could make it, I'd make sure I went. But if I had to pay $20, I'd pay $20. I'd ask mom and dad for money. All right, bet, mom, you know, I'm fresh out of school, you know, college, uh, summer break. Hey, can I go to this poetry show? I need a little money. I don't got a job right now. I got you, bet. Cool. And then I started working for myself. It got a little easier. Of course, I had my own car. That was a person that was pivotal in my career that I've seen in person. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. And then you bring a valid point, man. When you watch, watching the mannerisms of a poet is like watching all art forms tied into one. Mm-hmm. Cause you hear the you you hear the music in the rhyme, mm-hmm. right? You see 
the theatrics and the acting and the facial expression mm. and you see the dance and you know how the body language is going and it's just everything flows like you see the picture painting mm. in the words mm. that's why like like poetry ties in all art forms man all art forms and that's why i dig it so crazy like man you you can't sit there and tell me man when you was watching that that you didn't see yourself yeah. doing that. Well, fact. You know well, what I mean? Like, that, yeah, yo, definitely. I could do this. Definitely see myself doing that. You know? Speaking of that, man. Sacred stage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. New poem alert. New poem alert. Y'all listening? Let's go. Have you ever uh, been hated by black people who hate on black people who think that most people ain't black enough? Or... What about city kids who hate on county kids because they think their neighborhoods ain't trap enough? Consider your mission to spark wisdom and give light, magnetic appeal to bring the audience up a level. Like mist before the rain, depending on how you feel and giving you keep it real with clarity. So mm. here you stand. Talk, man. Microphone in hand if it tickles your fancy. You took all this time to write all these rhymes or poems on your mind. As you can see, the crowd is plentiful, but the room is full of listening ears attached to distractions. Moving to the tune of this cellular. Mood is in the tune of who gives a what. If it's not lifting hairs or rising hearts, imagine dealing hands to a blind man's stamina. Calling for stamina. If you're rambling, then relinquish whatever benefit of doubt remaining. No scavengers, amateurs, bottom feeders, deceivers, reaching to the fire. Retrieve from God desires. The chosen choose themselves. Redeem the time transpired is real. The sacred stage is holy ground. If you're not ready for this, it's sink and sand. Yeah. You can't fake like this if you're not ready now. How can you say you deliver the word of life when you only work for the bread knowing that man shall not live our bread alone? Yeah. Solomon flow. The more you know, the more you stress. The more you know, the more you vexed. A martyr's a fire starter like Martin and Malcolm X, who knew knowledge is power, but his wisdom may not have connected with everyone, so. Sex, money, drugs, they talking about, but what you really talking about? Let us know what happens next. And I guess you can Google and YouTube the hearsay and the hoodoo to play prophet to bamboozle those who choose to Apply every word that you use, but don't forget death and life flow by the power of the tongue. So don't misinterpret the moon explaining the shine of the sun. Speak to the people. Though their minds be feeble, they need you to make sense of the stitch of bullish they're dealing with. Be one worth listening, not one of these ventriloquists fueling folks' medulas with gibberish. They came for the fellowship of your penmanship. Be Moses with staff in hand. That microphone came equipped with the metronome, so respect the pace. Don't abuse the feedback of finger snaps and hand claps to pump your chest or pat your back. This here blends together the before, nows, and thereafters. Sharp as a Shakespeare, submerged in the chance the rapper. Nikki Giovanni flows mixed with Nina Simone and Maya Angelou, call it black girl magic. Also understanding there's no comparing Gil Scott Heron to whatever the radio play. Nowadays people say any old thing, but the wise speak to the souls of the bold and the meek. Not to remote control how they think, but to 
help navigate them along the way. Attention be the only price of admission that they pay, just as long as you, the poet, respect the power of this here stage. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Sacred stage. The piece called Sacred Stage, man. Um, so, you guys know us as Nuance, J-R-I-D-N-G. Yes, sir. Starting off, we both did our own thing for a little while. Uh, like I said, I started at 19. Um, and we actually didn't become nuanced until well, a couple years ago, actually, at the request of one of our frat brothers who said, hey, you guys are both doing shows, you guys are both doing poems, and you guys are both performing. And at the time, we were living together all in the same house. Yeah, he was man. like, look, man, why don't y'all just you know, start doing something together or become a group? Hey, mom. And we were like, okay, that's cool. It, it sounds good. It sounds good. All right, all right. So what should we, uh, you know, what should we name ourselves? He said, how about you name yourselves nuance? And he said, I don't know, I, he, said, he said he forgot what it meant, but I heard it a word before, and it sounded like a fit for what y'all do. And mm. we looked it up, and we found that the definition means the subtle differences in the shades of expression. And how that is applicable to what we do is that, um, like I said, uh, like we always say, I bring a certain perspective, he brings a certain perspective, but at the end of the, end of the day, it's two sides of the same coin. Absolutely. Um, so. Beautiful, man. It's It's... It's one of them things that once we were in the stages of finding our voice. Right. In finding our voice, we found each other in this realm of poetry. Mm -hmm. And at that suggestion, it elevated us to kind of challenge each other. Right. To get the best out of each other as poets mm -hmm. and as people. Yeah. Because poetry is life, poet life. Right. You know, that's why we're here, right? Poor Life Cop Podcast. <laughs> but uh, that's that, you know, that's that adolescent stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just going into that. So we had the, the pre-birth stage. Mm -hmm. You know, your thoughts, your journals, uh, and your unsure stage of if you wanted to do this poetry thing. We right. had the, the infant stage of writing those short poems and, you know attending poetry events and watching or studying other poets, now we at the or the adolescent stage, excuse me. Now you're participating in open mics, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In participating in open mics, it requires you to practice your craft more. Mm -hmm. You know, develop that sound more, finding your voice. Right. Really understanding that my gift and your gift are the same or similar. Mm -hmm. But our delivery is different, hence why we are nuanced. Right. You know, and then it doesn't, you don't have to have a partner to really bring that yeah, out of you. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. You don't need that. You being who you are, you being the vessel that you be, that God made you to be, allows you to use your voice, practice your craft, find your voice, and really just be a beast. Yeah. Be a beast. While we, you know, while we decided to become nuanced, what it did for me was it added, it added a layer of uh, value to, to what I do. It also gave me some more accountability to what I felt like I needed, and it also gave a different element to what um, I was trying to do. So I know doing my own thing, it was cool, um, but being that I don't have like a street team, I don't have a lot of things, and of course, you know, you want to be able to do for self, yeah. but I, I felt like it was appropriate to join on because... 
we had a lot of similar uh, topics and a lot of conversations were leading to more poems. It's kind of like, okay, let's let's start off with just doing one show. And so we did one show. We did a um, Miss Black and Gold pageant at my album at Maryland Eastern Shore. We did that. And afterwards, people who always associated us as a group anyway. So it made sense that Cal, our brother, who suggested we become a group, um, even hints to Cal, even hints towards that. Quick note on originality, because you were speaking on that. Understanding yourself. Now, there's a small, subtle degree between the originator and the imitator. You agree with that, right? Speak on it, brother. Most times, more than not, if you're the imitator, you're living out the lifestyle of somebody else. You're living, wow. off, living off the foundation that somebody else had established. Wow. When you finally find your own voice and finally find out who you are, it frees you from that sense of, I have to do it this way because this per person has done it that way. Mm -hmm. I want to get the same results and do the same thing. Instead, you're now challenging the process. You know, challenging the process and creating a lane for yourself. Now that you find your own voice, you have your own vision, you can see things your own way for what they are and not what they appear themselves to be. That's a quick note on originality, based on what you were just saying. Going over mics though, and if I could follow up on that. Yes, sir. Going over mics, man, that's key because you have to get the work out there. Now, if you say you're a poet and only keep it to yourself, only keep it on social media, that's one thing. But people have to be able to see your face because real people go to shows. Real people are at these events, and real people are the ones who are going to put you on not saying you look for a handout, and I don't, I don't say put you on as if it's like that situation that people can associate that with. Mm -hmm. I'm saying put you on to greater events and a larger network than what you may have on social media alone. How has that been for you? Because you've been grinding for a while, and when we became nuanced, been grinding for a while, but now you add the social media piece to it. How has all that hoped in like a big conglomerate mix towards uh, the evolution of you as a poet? Because now we are in, what stage we in now? <clears throat> we're in the adolescence. The adolescent stage. Yeah, man. So being open to like the open mics and, you know, I, I didn't find my voice, to me, I didn't find it thoroughly until I was 27. Yeah, yeah. You know, just learning like, what, what am I saying? Mm -hmm. You know, am I imitator am I, or am I originator? Mm -hmm. You know, how, what is my context about? Can my mom be proud of what she's hearing? You know, or is, she, or is she concerned, or she ha does she have to, you know, cut it off because there are too many words, of yeah. profanity, or you know, too many yeah. graphic, uh, yeah. whatever. So that kind of, you know, spoke to me in the reason where it's just like, okay, you can paint a picture without, you know, being typical. Mm -hmm. You know, typical being, you know, talking about sex or talking about money, talking mm -hmm. about whatever problematic things. Be solution based. Yeah be helpful so and then social media allows me to see how people receive it you know going to those all right so going to those open mics right right and we live in like a you know a social media world where people have their phones on them there and they're going to record mm -hmm. so it's like okay i want what my art is saying to be shown amongst the masses so that somebody's grandchild will say hey look grandma look you know what i'm saying yeah or somebody's mother can watch this, or somebody's uncle, or whoever, like no matter the religion or anything, I want mm -hmm. it to be transparent as mm -hmm. possible. Me doing social media and then putting, putting uh, 31 Days of She and mm -hmm. promoting our books and our shows and just little snippets of poems that I may be working on. Yeah. It can be well received. 
you know, or, or it can't be well received, you know, but it gives me the opportunity to grow because then I see, okay, you know, the feedback allows me to understand what people are thinking, where their yeah. head is, yeah. you know, and then like the, the reception of it is, okay, uh, people may not be feeling that one too mm -hmm. much or I could have did better on my delivery mm -hmm. or, you know, my, how I, how I speak. And cause I had like, I used to, <laughs> my mom used to kill me on this cause I mumbled a lot. Yeah. So I have to over articulate mm -hmm. a lot of times. And it sounds like, oh, you sound like you have an accent. Nah, that's what, you know, I had to do because I mumbled. Yeah. And it's all good, man. Get your point across. So the adolescent stage, but also the another part of the adolescent stage is seeking mentorship in your art. Right. You know, you need that type of covering for somebody who's been in the game longer than you, who's who's been in your shoes and who can actually be an attribute to your growth. Now, every poet is not a mentor. Every poet is not a mentor because there are some who may not feel comfortable being in that in that role. Okay. So you can't, you know, just automatically assume like, oh, I'm going to go to a, uh, uh, what's his name? P4CM. Um, Hall, Hill, Hall Hill? Perry? Perry? Oh, Preston Perry? Jackie Hill Perry? Preston Perry. I can't just go walk up to a Preston Perry and say, hey, man, I like what you're doing, and then I really appreciate your poetry. Mm -hmm. I'm a poet, too. Mentor me. Right, right. You, you know, still got to build rapport. It's a spiritual <laughs> connection, man. You got to, yeah, you got to build rapport. Like, why, why should we give you this time and energy? Yeah. Why are we investing in you, or why are we sowing a seed in you? Mm -hmm. What's the benefit? Because you reap what you sow. Now... Quick question, because I know I know when I came up, or as I'm still coming up, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily per se have a, a mentor in poetry. What I do have is like a network. Okay. Okay. So a network, and and part of my adolescent stage was I started getting into music. So I have like a few SoundCloud mixtapes. Hey y'all. <laughs> you know, from Good. back in the day, um, like 2013, 14, 15, I pulled this one out consistently. And um, what I found was, as I started putting music out, a, lot, like a few people came up to me, and um, I had a, a few guys I was working with. Um, shout out to Tab Money, Tab with the Russell, Tab, uh, Russell Brand. Um, hopefully, we can get her in the podcast to speak a little bit because she's, she's very, very powerful. Um, so hooked up with them, and we started making music in Tab's basement. And uh, and next thing you know, it, it became a thing. Like College Bound Entertainment became a thing where we all went to school together. And now we're out of school, but we're still working together. So I think that network just traveled. Another thing I said, like another thing I thought of when you said transparency, as far as like seeking a mentorship or seeking a network, um, that transparency within your work transcends all boundaries, right? Because at the end of the day, people are human. Yeah. Um, so being that people are human, if your work is transparent enough, it'll, get, it'll, it'll, it'll create a clear vision for those who are watching you or listening to you or reading your work, man. Honestly, man, if it wasn't for um, the transparency piece that I feel like I worked on bringing with my art, I, I don't think I'll be in this position right now where I can even speak on poetry because it'll just be a clear cut or one cookie cutter type thing. Because I was talking about one thing when I started and now it opened up to where it's, most, it's multifaceted. It's a plethora of things. It's a plethora of things, right? And I think that's what happened with the adolescent phase. You start to try to figure out, okay, what, where are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, and how can I correct things? Yeah, and it's man. a lot of refinement. And also, um, 
if you haven't noticed, I stutter. So when I do speak, I stutter. So when I perform, I try to make sure I articulate a little better. But sometimes, again, it still shows up in, in my poetry. Okay. So I know before, my cousin always told me, John Quiz, you got to enunciate, enunciate, enunciate. I'm yeah, like, man, man, I'm doing the best I can. You know, <laughs> I'm enunciating the best that I can, good brother. But, <laughs> you know, it's still, it, it, it was still, it was still um, an impression upon me that I had to do that more. And as I've gone along, I came a long way from where I started where I am now as far as public speaking and poetry and performing. So I think that goes with the adolescent stage. You try to, you try to figure things out. There's a lot of refinement going on in the adolescent stage, man. A lot of correction, man. Like a lot yeah. of, yeah. And it is, it's, a, it's still, you're still, you get, you have some unsure points. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But your confidence is way better than your infant stage and your, and your, your pre-birth stage, you know? It's just, you're there, but you need that extra push. You mm -hmm. need a little bit more help. Mm -hmm. So going into the adult stage, uh -huh. now your confidence is, is is mountain high, right? You're at that level where you got strength in your context. Mm -hmm. You're very diverse. Mm -hmm. You you can really write. Mm -hmm. You know you practice different styles, mm -hmm. haikus, and all those right. those backgrounds to strengthen you know your your pen. And you're now you're able you're, you're traveling to perform right. whether it's local or is you know across the country or even that or international excuse me, and then that next level you you're now at that le next level where you feel as though like okay well now I want to write a book okay what's your book called by the way first book's called Sophia it's available now blurb.com hmm and that second one second one's called Solomon um, release date will be this summer mm. 2018 yeah 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 how about you man mm, first book Savage also available on blurb. Second book, he's got to have her. Be here, beginning of the fall, baby. And we rocking. So you got books. Your your goal may be to be on the big screen. You charging for shows? You know, now you charging for shows. Mm -hmm. Now your price still went up because mm -hmm. you got a buzz now. Set the price. You live your life. Yeah. You know your your passion can seriously become your paycheck Definitely. if it hasn't already at Definitely. this point. And then you you're on bigger stages. Poor Life you know, Podcast. You're on the Poor Life Podcast, which you didn't see yourself doing a year ago. Shout out to Kristoff. Shout out to Kristoff. <laughs> and now you're in a position where you can possibly mentor. Uh-huh. You know? That, you know, reach one, teach one moment mm -hmm. in your life where it's just like you see that kid or you see somebody who is next up and they gravitate towards you. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a mentorship is that circle of people just like we have because mm -hmm. I don't I don't have a specific mentor in poetry either but I have that circle of people that mm -hmm. I go to that I you know gravitate towards and I surround myself with right you know you got the the poor name Nates and you got the uh the over the poets and the luckies mm -hmm. and for me it's uh Jay Speaks and you got the even even the ones I watch mm -hmm. you know P all everybody on P4CM Strivers Row all the way right around the world i gravitate to that because they help me strengthen my pen mm -hmm. you need that no one person can be a great poet alone you need that village of people to help mold you to teach you for you to teach and to give that prime example of like hey man this is a community that we in. right this is we are a part of the art community we're a pillar of it, you know. I, I, we we need that. My mom said, "Reach back and lift up." 
Definitely, yeah, mama. Definitely reach back and lift up. You need that. Sankofa, right? Mama, is that Sankofa? Say yes or no. Yes? Nope. <laughs> now you're quiet. I think to add on to that, man, um, poetry is a community. Because as you see, as we see now, uh, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of poets. But we also have seen different like circles, different different ciphers, different 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 areas where poets dwell yeah. and they have their own unique, you know, thing yeah. going on. Like for example, Baltimore. Baltimore has like the the poets in Baltimore are tight knit for the most part as far as what I've witnessed. And what I've seen was they they have their own crew, they 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 shout out each other, they work together. They travel and together. Unity travel together, unity, right? Sheesh. And so when it when you actually get that unity, it makes I'm telling you, man, it makes it, it makes it better when that when that when it becomes that walking, breathing entity that you work so hard to create from your initial thought that I want to do this. I, I never I couldn't imagine the type of connections that I made now because of poetry, the type of opportunities I'm getting because of poetry and the type of uh, progress I made as an artist, as a man, as, you know, yeah, as a, a brother because of poetry. Like, honestly, man, if it wasn't man. for poetry, of course, I, I don't know particularly what I'll be doing, but I know it wouldn't be as fulfilling as it is right now. Like, honestly, I'm glad I started writing. I'm glad I started uh, working with, with G, Nuance. Yeah, man. I'm especially glad that um, we're able to have this platform right now because of poetry. And again, man, like the exponential growth is real. And again, it goes back to your passion, your foundation. If you're willing to put the work in because you're passionate enough about it, you'll do whatever it takes to get it, of course, in a righteous way, but you'll challenge the process. You'll, you'll create a share of vision and you'll be empowered to move and act and, and create you know, avenues and, and take opportunities that present themselves, man. Oh, so before poetry, real, man, man, I did not like to read. That's real. Like that. recreationally, I did not like to read. Uh, <laughs> my mom said poetry saved my son's life. That's real, and it definitely did, man. Cause poetry was was my voice, man. It was it was very important to me. It mm. was it was something that I didn't have to share and I have a rack of siblings. Mm -hmm. Poetry was mine, you know? I wasn't stingy with it, no, but I was more so overprotective of it because it was like that best friend, that, that, that thorn that, you know, you can grow with and just, you know, it, it'll teach you about your scabs and all that mm -hmm. jazz, you know? And just being around with, you know, the people that I am around with today, yeah. reading the books that I'm reading mm -hmm. today, being able to have the, the, thoris, the source of thoughts in my mind where I can just write them out or even remember them mm -hmm. through conversation. That's, as a man, because your mind needs to grow at all times. Definitely. You have to, your mind is your muscle. It's like, it's the most important muscle in your body. Mm -hmm. And if you mold your mind that thing going with out. the right things, surround yourself with the right people, then growth is exponential, man. It's crazy mm -hmm. what you can do with a pen and paper. It's crazy what you can do when you strengthen your voice, when you find your voice, when you step on that stage yeah. 
and you're not scared anymore. Of course, we get nervous sometimes. And uh-huh. Some shows we get nervous. Yeah, but, never, never, never. But it's still, you know, it's still work to be done. And we looking at it like game seven. Mm-hmm. When to go home. Every da- every time. We don't care if it's just two people in the crowd or if it's 2,000. Mm-hmm. We got something to say. You still got something to say. We still got something to say. And, and we always going to have something to and, say. And I think that's good because as you get to a point where now you're, you're able to go up and perform off the ease almost. It's like, okay, give you a sense of confidence. Your confidence is boosted. Now it's like a part of you. Now it becomes second nature. Uh, let's get ready to close this out, man. Yeah, man. So in closing, man, dig this. Ask yourself, if you're a poet, if you long to be a poet, what stage are you at right now? Are you at that pre-birth stage where you're trying to figure out if this is your thing? Are you at that infant stage where you're... You're starting to write more and attend these events, but you're still unsure. Are you at the adolescent stage where you're you're gaining confidence, but you still need that extra push? Or do you feel like you're there, but you still need a little bit of help to get you to that big stage, man? Once again, it's the Poor Life Podcast, man. Check this out. I'm J-Rod D. And I'm G. Check it out, man. Also, questions and answers. Send those. Send them, send them. Have a Q&A episode coming up soon. Hey, if you don't send your questions, man, we're going to drop a diss track. All right? <laughs> Peace. Peace, <y'all. laughs>